Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Writing Raw. Uh, the fellows and I are back from California. Today, we are here with Cam. Yep. The Cobra. Yep. And we have a special guest, Fred. No, you got to call me Fire Dragon. <laughs> Fire Dragon. All right. <laughs> All right, so for everybody out there who doesn't know, sometimes I refer to Fred in the captions. Fred's a very good friend, brother, uh, father. Uh, we've known each other since... 2004. Yeah, 2000, yeah. We were 18. So Fred, Cobra, and I, we've been running for a long time together. Just like Cobra, for a lot of people that haven't listened to some of the other episodes, um, you know, the three of us, we've seen babies being born, weddings, funerals. Uh, we've, we've been to war together, and we've been through divorces. hell. Don't get divorces. Divorces, yeah, divorces. That's the war. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the war. That's the real um, I've had the pleasure for the last couple of nights to spend a lot of time with Fred. He's in town for a couple of days. We've had a lot of conversations, cigars, fine liquors and spirits. But uh, the grandest thing is, are the conversations, the amount of wealth. I, I'm going to tell you this right now. Like, I love you. Like, I love you. Right. And I respect you. And I'm proud of you because I remember a couple of years ago, it was bad for me. You were going through stuff as well. I'm proud to see the man that's standing before me. And this episode is going to launch the next several episodes. It's going to be about uh, an homage of Father's Day. And for nobody that's told you or nobody that's told you anytime recently, Cobra, and I know I don't have to tell you guys this, but you're hella fathers. And I'm very blessed to be around in your presence. So today's episode, what I want to do is I know something that's very near and dear to your heart, Fred. Uh, hypergamy. We've talked a lot about this last couple of days. This is where I throw you the potato and I tell you, run with it. Tell me about hypergamy. Well, I thought about looking into the origins of it and all that, but nobody cares. The definition is to marry somebody that is of a higher socioeconomic class. That's pretty much it. So it's not to do with male or female or all the other things you can do that are high pergamous. The definition is just to marry somebody of a higher social economic class. And a lot of that, that makes sense to me, I would say. So right there, to, to marry somebody of a higher social class, right? I, I think one of the things we do as human beings is we breed. Bring babies into the world. Yes, love. Right? We pretty much have to. Yeah. So when you go to find that partner... You're seeing if that person is capable and suitable of raising a kid with you. I think a lot of it's subconscious. We try to look for that best mate, that, soul, that, that person to bring life into with. When I get into my relationships, relationships <laughs> now, and even back then, I would engage in a relationship with, let's say, um, somebody that I think I can have a kid with. And it's something that I actually like, started understanding nowadays. If I bring any, any person that I get into a relationship moving forward, I want my little girl, if I have a little girl, to be like that woman that I'm with. Does that make sense? Yeah. I want you to be the model person for my daughter. And the same side for, for the son as well. If I have a boy, I want you to be the type of person who's going to raise this kid. That's my number one value now, now that I understand values. Now, let's flip it around because I know we talked a lot about the problems with hypergamy. This is where I want to take that collar off and let you go. Yeah, I feel like um, 
in the West, it's more of the disease of hypergamy. Not to be nasty about it, but it's, it's kind of a disease. Um, everything about movies, uh, social media, blah, 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 just puts something in people's heads that you need to be doing this or reaching for this or that. The thing about it is 70% of advertisement is focused towards women, not men, because we don't really listen to people. As a man, we make our own goals. We see something we like, but we don't think it's supposed to be ours. We don't We don't deserve it. We make it, you know. Well, we go to earn it. Yeah, we, yeah, go we have it, to earn right? it. So, but with the way we treat women, the way we treasure them, especially little girls, they come up, they deserve something just for coming into the world. And that doesn't stop anywhere through their lives. But what social media feeds is you deserve this. And nobody deserves to marry a basketball player. And you probably won't like it when you get there. But <laughs> if that's what <laughs> if that's what social media feeds, I should be on a yacht, I should be doing all this, all of that, then you aspire to be this. And all you're doing is putting yourself in a position to either make a bad decision that's going to affect who will marry you or make a bad decision that it's good for the night, but it won't get you anywhere else, you know? So it's just, um, it's the nature of advertisement. The, you know, 80% of consumers are females in America, some like that, you know? So, or 80% of the consumer money comes from females, you know? So in my humble opinion, again, I'm not a doctor or a scientist or nothing. I don't even read good, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't read no good. <laughs> just a prophet. <laughs> but. From what I see and um, what I've been through around the world, I'm currently living out in the Middle East. Things are completely different with women there. So um, that's a little bit of what I know, I guess. Well, a lot of it. So you you don't have a PhD. You're not an MD. None of us are. You know, mm-hmm. we're a bunch of guys who are just. This is our experience. True. We we had a talk in the truck when we were going to the airport the other day, between Fred and I. It says, it's a shame to see because, you know, right here before me, and I've written about it in my captions before, is I've got dudes at my side that will tear this world to pieces for a woman. They, I, they will do anything. Like, I know that you will love her through and through, and I've seen it. And for some reason, here's these three guys, you know, and they're not raising the kids, if you will, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. for me, got custody 50-50. I know Cobra's got his slight custody. All my kids are borrowed because my actual kid, I don't get to see. Um, somebody asked me, why do you date women with kids? And I said, because I don't want to make any more. It's too much of a losing game. There's a million kids in this world that need love anyway. And I feel like as adults, it is your responsibility to every little person to show them a father figure or a mother figure, even if it's not yours. A kid on the playground, a kid at school, the kid of the person you're dating, you don't treat them like stepkids. You treat them like children. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one of the things that really kicked off the whole initially for the writing platform for me was to document these things on a day to day basis for my kid. And as time goes on, like this podcast now, because males are typically going to be more audio listeners than they are going to be. They're not going to read poetry. Right. Guys aren't going to read poetry for the most part. I read Rumi, bro. Yeah, I feel you. But for the for the grand scheme of things and hopefully like this message can uh, can attract the male, if you will. So they can be. Or even if there's single moms out there, this is the, the healthiest male perspective that I've ever been around. 
And it's not just my perspective. That's what's so special about us. That is a good point. Healthy male perspective is one that can be differed from. It can be argued with. It can be reasoned. It can be changed with yeah. fact, 100%. with proof. And that's the thing about it. I'm not going to say something just because I think it. And if I do think it and I feel it and I've experienced it and then somebody showed me something better, I'm not going to stay with what I thought was right just right. because I thought it was right. Well, that's right. you containing your ego. Right. right? I think it's commonly a, a male thing to do exactly what you said you wouldn't do is the hard headedness. You yeah. know, I'm going to stick to what I know. Yeah. Well, I think when I first started, like trying to um, tear apart this problem that, that I thought was a problem, you know, why, why did the world fail me? And I'm pointing these fingers everywhere else. Hypergamy was one of the things that came up because for me, the other partner, uh, on a scale of one to 10, she went from like, let's say a seven to an eight because she got these accolades in life. And now she's looking for an equal eight. But I wasn't in a quote-unquote eight, if you will. So now she's looking up. She's looking to move up in that social status. So I pointed my finger at hypergamy. And I said, now she's looking to upgrade because she's upgraded. But what she didn't know, and something you and I talked about for a couple hours the other night, is that growth that she had, I was willing to be there for that growth. I just wasn't allowed the opportunity to. Yeah. You can facilitate that growth. You can be a tool or a stepping stool to get there, but that growth is for something else that, like you said, when women change, they just want something else, you know? And um, the thing about it is, is as they go up that step, they actually lessen their chances of finding what they really want. It's kind of a strange world in that. It is strange, but I, I think it's a beautiful thing is, we're not trying to unpack it and understand it from the female perspective. We're just trying to make sense of it from the from the male side, right? Yeah. Uh, from the male side, when somebody does go to level up on that hypergamy scale, like for me, all right, and this is me getting completely uh, vulnerable with it. I saw somebody or my significant other starting to upgrade, and I got scared because I was no longer in control. Like, I didn't know what was going on. So, of course, I just rely back to my ego. <clears throat> and it just it caused pain and devastation because essentially I lost control in my mind. On the other side of the token, though, I know this is going to vibe with you very well, is even though I felt out of control and uncomfortable, I still loved you unconditionally, right? Yeah. I would still be there, and I would, at a moment's notice, at a drop of a hat, I would go there and do the thing that I would, typically, that I would do. Uh, hypergamy or whatever we want to call it, it didn't, it didn't scare me to that sense to, to shake my foundation. Yeah. I think in the grand scheme of things, um, females do grow more than males do. What are your thoughts on that? False, Going false. through life. False, they, false. You think it's false? Okay. Double false. Well, let me, let me back up because I want to know as far as hypergamy goes. I haven't done a lot of research on it. But is it something that's strictly like monetary? It's a socioeconomics. It's not monetary status. Okay. So there is money involved, right. but there is just a level of... Mm -hmm more ability to so i imagine there's just more to it than right just, and it's not know, just a female right. thing a guy can if a guy marries a girl that's you know whatever mm -hmm. um rihanna's boyfriend if he marries her that's hypergamy right right all right so do you think that it's uh like earlier you mentioned it being like a like a disease here but in other parts of the world do you think it's the same disease or does it work there but like here it's not. And I'm only asking that because it's like, I wonder if like here in the West, P 
people like there's nothing in my opinion there's nothing really wrong with hypergamy but if you only add in like one element of it which is money which is what i feel like that's typically what happens here in the west you know when yeah. they look at money and say like with, with you and your and your ex uh your ex-wife she reached a certain level of financial whatever so in her eyes like she was up here but in all other aspects you were still very much top tier you know what i mean does that make sense? No, it makes sense. But the financial monetary side of it. Right. And, of course, there could be other right. things to it as well. With, like, the ex, it could be financial. And I'm not saying that she left because of finances and money. I mean, there's obviously trust was betrayed. I didn't know how to handle growth, those types of things. Yeah. But if you, like, you can even take trust and, and loyalty. You know, if somebody offered you more trust or more space to grow, that could be a factor of hypergamy as well. Yeah. You're speaking to me on more of a spiritual sense. So... I, I, maybe I said it wrong. It looks like a disease in America. Um, hypergamy is a part of a, a woman's nature, um, dating back to if my husband dies at war. I mean, that makes sense. Do to I me. want Honestly, to right? Do to I me. want to be the wife of a guy that makes ten thousand dollars a year, or do I want to be one of the king's wives? I'd rather be with the king. Us seven wives, we're all wealthier than we'll ever be, and that was just kind of like mm-hmm. hopefully the king picks me. Right. And not the shoemaker. It's just right. what it is, right? So it's not that. Now in the in the West, I'm sorry, in the East, women are, they're aware of people's uh, social economic class. It's very easy to, to, uh, to determine because most people dress very similar besides a certain trinket that would say, oh, that's a Mont LeBlanc pin? Well, that's an $1,100 writing utensil. What else can you do? Mm-hmm. You know, they know what a Mercedes is. They know what a Bugatti is. You know, so it's not like they're not. But I think it's when you deny that in yourself, you deny your own truth and to say, I'm not hypergamous, but you are, is when you have these conflicts. Right. If a woman knows this is what I'm here for, I want a better man, I want the best man I can find, and she says that, and she's front street about it, then now I know I'm going to be the best man you can find. Or I'm not. And that's it. It doesn't matter that I love you, that I'll write you a song, or that I'll build your house. You want the best man you can find. Okay. So with that truth on both ends, which is where I think the disease part of the West is, is that there's not truth to it. If you told a woman something about her, it doesn't matter what you say, she's probably going to disagree with you because you're a man. You don't know anything about being a woman in, in certain situations, right? Mm-hmm. It's just because you're a man, you can't tell me what it's like to be a woman. You can't tell me this or that. And it's not wrong or right. It's just different, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel like it's that truth behind hypergamy to say, that's why the father's so involved in, in the weddings out there, right? I don't want you to marry that dude. Right. He don't got no money. He can't take care of you. Right. Find a dude that can take care of you. And take care of a woman looks different, you know, over there than it does over here as well, you know, mm-hmm. with the whole you can have four wives thing, you know, like that, as long as you can take care of them. Here, taking care of a woman means they demand respect for things that they don't know respect means or whatever that whole thing is like it's just a completely change so overall i feel like that role is just a matter of truth that uh, that issue is just a matter of truth in it you know and so when i do talk with you about that stuff you know it's like i can make all kinds of off the wall examples but everybody's on a spectrum right oh absolutely and uh it's now that we're talking about it in this space um seeing your your insight on it and i kind of know your head a little bit, right? And in Cobra as well. 
The interesting thing is, let me, let me pose both of you these questions. Your future relationships that you're talking to people now, where are they at? As far as... Uh, In the world, culturally, if you will. Oh. Are they here? No, overseas. Overseas. All right. <laughs> you? I'm all over the place. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, so, yeah, I, I talked to... I talked to women in America. Actually, here's a funny story. I opened my Instagram, and the girl that I was really enjoying talking to was in a pool twerking with some friends, and then I just stopped following her. It was just like that. Like, man, I wish that was mine, but it's not. That's for the world, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I talked to women in South America, North America, East places and in far east places and um i guess the farther east you get kind of more traditional you think damn traditional is a good word cam know. just broke a chair <laughs> big, big buddy <laughs> you know the, the more traditional but um yeah i mean it's just because i've given up on the idea of monogamy being my way and it's not because i want to deal with a ton of different women because they're crazy but i'm not going to let a woman think that she gets a free ride to be in my priority just because she stepped in the door. Well, that's, got, that's got nothing to do with monogamy because if you did have that queen that came into your life, it's just... Like, 100%, but it always comes back to sex when you have that conversation. It always comes back, oh, you just want to be able to sleep whatever you want to. I don't. I really just want to sleep with one chick, but I don't want you to get comfortable thinking, now that I'm here, blah, 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 love me, love me, and I say, well, then respect me. And you say, well, I'll do it when you act right. All right, cool. It's not, it's, not, it's not negotiable. It's not debatable. Mm -hmm. Unlimited, unadulterate un, un, uh, love requires the same type of respect. And respecting... Mm, I like the way you said that. I never, <laughs> thought, of, I never thought of it like that. It's like, yeah, because, I mean, that's what, that's what people want, right? They want unconditional love, but they won't give unconditional respect. Right. And I'm talking to this girl. She says... So you would love somebody. I told her, you, you could tell me, I don't love you, but I respect the hell out of you. And I'm moving in the same stride. Like, we good. We can go. She said, you saying you marry somebody who you don't love? And I said, no, I didn't say that. It is my job as the man to produce love. Because men are lovers. Women mm -hmm. aren't. Women are love consumers. Okay. But what I need is respect. If you don't love me, but you respect me, that means you'll listen to me when I say this. You'll trust me. And we can roll. You will grow to love me because your love changes. It does. Women's love changes. Yeah, but so they still have love. I, I think every person, we've got love. So there's, there's a thing here. Every one of us in the world, we're capable of love. Like you listen to Rumi, right? Rumi? Mm -hmm. we're all, we all have that love coming out of us. So I disagree with you on that point. But what I will say is when it comes to the respect part, like I, for me, I'll never, you'll never have to reciprocate my love, right? You won't have to do that, but the respect and the loyalty that will have to be reciprocated. Right. That'll Absolutely. have to be good. And, but again, so in this, uh, finite language that we use, love doesn't justify. Cause when I say love me to a woman, I'm asking her to respect me out of the love you have for me. Out of the love you have for me, give me respect. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying give me cards, tell me you love me every day. I don't need all that. Mm -hmm. you know. And out of the respect for you that I keep a roof over your head and everything else, I will show you love. But I'm not allowed to take a day off. Not a day, right? As soon as I start taking days off, you start thinking, 
The same for me. Yeah, the same for me, right? And then, but let me just, I had to back it all up. Here's the first problem with the whole situation. There is nothing fair in this world. Nothing fair. Not even sports. Team with the most money wins. But why do we seek fairness when we deal with each other? As if it's ever going to be there. There's never going to be a 50-50 effort of two partners. Somebody's going to have an off day. Somebody's going to be covering more bases. I don't speak to people as to say, look for fairness. Look for that. And if you don't find that, then don't go for it. Understand that nothing's ever going to be fair. And so do your role to the best of your ability. The only person you can uh, you know, fight against is yourself, the person in the mirror. If you're doing everything you can do every day, that's love. It doesn't matter what the other person does. What I say? Correct. Love is blind, it's deaf, and it's dumb. People don't like to hear that, mm-hmm. but it is. I think a lot of I think a lot of it has to do with fear. You know, like the moment you say that to somebody, like, "Hey, it's not going to be fair," they're already assuming that you're going to take days off. Right. And so, because they're assuming you're going to take days off, it's like I don't want to bring everything to the table because I feel like maybe he's not going to bring everything to the table. So it's that fear. But if you could just let go of that fear and don't worry about what the other person is doing, like you're saying, it's just and that's your, what you, you see know. when a man loves a woman. Mm-hmm through a divorce right and then has to learn how to turn it off after a divorce correct that is a every day i'm bringing it to the table you're not giving me anything i need and screw everything that the court system is talking about through this fact if we could just stop hurting each other regroup go into our cocoon get rid of our cell phones disappear off the edge of the earth i would do that with you but she probably won't do that with you you know what i mean She's already started that step to the next level, mm-hmm. you know. That was one of the beautiful things about the, uh, when we did a recap from the, from the California trip, you know, we went through Tahoe, Yosemite, uh, Death Valley, Zion, and a majority of that trip, you don't have cell service. Nice. So now you're just in somebody's company. Mm-hmm. That's the beautiful part about, well, nowadays they've got Wi-Fi on, on airplanes and stuff, but you had to sit with that person, right? And I think that was one of the the blistering things when COVID came around and divorce rates did go up because your Wi-Fi was completely expended, right? Netflix watched all the shows. There's nothing else to distract you. There's nothing else. There's no more easy roads. You have to like, we got to play Scrabble together because there's nothing else left to do. (laughs) And then once people, and that's the beautiful thing, um, something that that boss the boss said to me a couple of weeks ago, he said, I don't understand. You know, I've got so many family members in the last couple of years that went through a divorce or they're breaking up. I, I don't, you know, and it's after COVID, they had to be around their families for 24 hours a day. And he said, I kept 70 of you idiots in this small room, 14 by 14. And we flourished, right? We flourished. And it's once we weren't afraid of the judgment anymore and we just, like Cobra said, let go. And this is exactly like right now, Fred's speaking from his space. These are your truths. Mm, I don't like that term, but continue. I hear you. But this is what I've experienced. This is what I've lived. And this is what I'm bringing to the table. Yeah. Yeah. What was I going with that? Again, your truth, we'll skip past that. Going back into the question you had. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can dive into it. Look, look man, there's. I throw I'm, softballs look, in here. I'm a Christian man. I'm saying, like, there's one truth. That's it. It is what it is. And, and, and whatever your faith is, that's your truth. I'm not telling you my Christianity is for you. 
All I'm saying is, once you have many truths, then, then all of my lies yeah. <laughs> you know? each other out. Yes, yeah, everything is everything, you know? right? So I think people confuse <laughs> like my perspective with my truth. Those right. are not those are two different things. That's my perspective. That's Dumb. my vantage point. That's that is see, that's know? the limitation of but, English. But yeah. yeah. Because if it was your truth, then nothing could ever rock it. That's you're it. open to you're saying this is the until it 100%. Gets yep. This is it. This until is it. it gets yeah. rocked. Yep. And then you're like, right. I thought this was the truth. No, it's not. No. Because go. we're, and that's, so in this room that we grew up in for the last decade, um, every one of us, you can tell me, for instance, and in, in all of these messages that we're talking about today, the goal is like the Father's Day editions. These are things right now that my kid, these are the points and the pieces. And I may not agree with 100% of the things that you say, mm -hmm. but there's something I'm going to see it from another perspective. And I can take that little perspective and I can put it in this thing to deliver to my kid in 50 words or less for a life lesson. Um, I never understood. You can talk about, we talk about race in here quite a bit. When my kid is driving in a car and he's 17 years old and he's running with your kid in the car and a cop pulls him over. Definitely getting pulled over. My kid, you know, his hands are going to be loose. <laughs> hey, officer, what do you need? What is your kid going to be taught? Man, you already know. <laughs> you know. Your kid has to know to put his hands on the dashboard. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I never understood. It's something my kid, uh, most of America doesn't, they don't know. Right. I, well, technically, that's the majority of America now, but yeah. Yeah. So all of these things, like, I, I don't agree with what you're, it doesn't matter if you agree with it or not. This is, this is the perspective of somebody, like we said, you don't have a license for, to practice medicine. You're not a therapist. I am not an engineer and... These are just our experiences, and we crawl through hell to get these experiences. We're on the other side of it, yeah. so it does hold some weight, and that's why whatever you say right now, you can say something. I'll never walk out of the room if you say something that, uh, hey, that's not really appropriate. To who? Because it's appropriate to you. Love you, and I respect you, and it's helped me grow to the place that I'm in. Right. So it's like, say it. Yeah. And that's the goal of, the whole, of this whole thing, this whole thing we're doing. Um, I haven't made much money off of this, zero dollars. So it's like, this is all just free. So well, let me swing it back then. Check it out. Why do you think, why do you think women dating down don't, those relationships don't work? Can you give me an example of somebody who dates down? As to say, well, yes, yeah, not a lot of them, but as to say, even in like the highest, I hate talking about social pot, but let's just, let's just say, Rihanna and her situation. I thought you were about to bring up Rihanna, which is perfect because that's you know what I, mean? I was going to lead with. Yep. It happens in that sense too. Rihanna huh? dates down. This guy gets upset and then he comes after her for half of her earnings. He didn't write those songs. He isn't up there dancing. He's not in to me. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's my perspective. Um, I think it does happen on both sides of it. Out of this journey that I've been on, I've, I've made a lot of friends through, uh, through Instagram and there, there have been some uh, female key earners. They were the, the, the financial leaders in the house. And they come at it from the same perspective you do. Uh, where the, the guy is the one who, you know, he was a six and she was a nine, if mm -hmm. you will. And then when they did break, he's going after the throat. I think that is actually an interesting thing. When you rate... When you rate somebody one through ten, which everybody does, but they act like they don't, realizing that the way we rate guys and the way we rate women are completely different. Do you know what I mean? Um, everything about the sex is different. It's opposite in every way, and I think that's what makes it beautiful. So, when you rate a girl a ten, 
Her earning money doesn't make her a ten. Because she could be nothing to do. With yeah, she could be dead rating. broke yeah. and still be a ten, right? But when you rate a guy a ten, he can be rough in the face. You know, he can have a little punch in his. You know, but but if he's not on that status level and that earning level, he can't be a ten, right? True. Some people probably rate what Elon Musk and Bezos tens, but right. They're not that, you know. <laughs> yeah, but they don't, you know. They they can you know do a push up or two, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know they don't take care of their body that way. They don't, you know. So I feel like, and that's kind of the, the 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 issue with most things in society is people's feelings. But I feel like um, if we stop trying to look at each other as the same as far as across the genders, and we look at us as different but mm-hmm. equal, instead of saying which is the message I would send to your son. If you ever meet a woman that says, if a man can do it, I can do it. That's probably not the woman you want to invest in heavily. If your goal is to be a man, that's doable, I guess, apparently. But at the end of the day, you don't want to be in that role. Competition. We, yeah, we've all realized now after yes. years of growth and how, they, how important it is, I was saying, the power of female silence is vastly vastly under it's a super weapon it's a super weapon in a positive sense and in a negative sense and the a woman hears that and they'll think oh so i gotta be quiet no i'm not saying that i'm saying your choice in how you speak and what you say and when you say it can make your man climb a mountain absolutely or you know absolutely dig yourself a grave and, and go to hell like absolutely and it doesn't even take words. It takes a look sometimes. It takes a head nod. You know, you were talking about the neighbor's wife. You know, she gives a head nod and then she knows, you know, this is that or that is cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. The uh, to go back to when you said, you know, um, I can do the same things you can do. And you can, you probably could. You could. It may take 10 times more time. Too. And that's that's all we have. Like money. I, it's, it's been a hard road for me to learn. Money doesn't mean anything. Money means squat. Uh, the greatest value, the greatest asset that I have left here is just time. That's it. So I'm trying to make the most of it. You can do the same job as me, but it may take 10 times long. It's just, it's, you know. Um, and there are some women out there that can do it faster than me. I, you know, if I was in a fight with Ronda Rousey, she <laughs> could destroy this. me. No, she can't. <laughs> no, she can't, Dave. Ronda, I'm telling you right now, she's a trained Dave. killer. No, she can't. She would destroy me. She weighs 140 pounds, Dave. But in the grand, the grand scheme of things is, is male and female. There's there's a balance. Yes, there's a balance. It's an accepted balance. Well, it, once once people go through it, and that's the uh, the group that of people that I'm surrounding myself with, if you will, especially on the female spectrum. This is the way I look at it. And somebody actually left me a a comment or a DM, and they said what you just said in your last caption was uh, it's an old uh, like a I think she said a Cherokee conversation mm-hmm. like something they would pass on to their kids. The woman wants to run and dance wild in the field, and I'm going to stand there and take guard because that's what I do. Dance wild in that field because when the hyenas come, and they will come because this world is full of them, I beat them away. That's the balance. She wants to be free, and, but with, she understands what I bring to the table to allow her to be free. Yeah. I guess that's the difference in... Um and successful men and successful women as well. Typically a successful man is thinking, how can I provide for a family? When I get to that place, 
where I can provide for a family. Now I'm being a man. Before that, I'm just a boy. Now when a woman, in a lot of cases, gets to that financial freedom place or whatever, they're thinking about independence and not knowing the freedoms of boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's an oxymoron, I know, but when you have boundaries, you can truly be free. And when you don't, you look like America. Craziness. Yeah. Well, the, the financial side of it, when it comes to like freedom, I do think uh, in the Western world here in the States, once, like for me, I'm built to put a roof over a house and a family. That's what I'm built for. That's my mission. That, those are my values. Once the, um, like the, my, my relationship failed, it wasn't until she could stand on her own two feet independently. And that's when a decision was made. Does that make sense? Yeah. That happened. Yeah. That's real talk. Okay, these things, I have enough money to do this. Um, have a nice day. Wait, what? So, free and like the financial, it's just, I, I think we're getting so, as, as, as a species, a human species, we're losing perspective on a lot of this stuff. What's the greatest thing a woman can bring to this world? Well, first is... Uh, it's that so that's double sided, but I would say everything's double standard. Well, no, they could bring life into this world. Amen. That's that's the most beautiful thing. They could bring life into this world. Now, what can they what bring? What society tell them though? Yeah. Well, society, you know, you can do this on your own right now. Right. So the um, next message. True. But I think in one of the uh, we were actually talking about the other night, um, having like a, for me, my space that I'm at now. Uh, I'm pretty healed. You could always heal more, right? You could always learn more. But for me, what would be the greatest thing that a woman can bring to my life right now? And it's not your paycheck. It's not. Um, Respect. Respect is the biggest. I've I've never understood how much that respect plays into the peace. Like my peace. My peace is so critical. That's what I was going to say, too. That's a close second right there. Respect and then peace. Yeah. I had a girl play word games with that line. She said, peace comes from within. And I said, I know, silly. Are you going to ruin that peace? I'm not asking you to bring me peace. I'm asking you not to trample on it. Can you just maintain it with you? A lot of times, though, people listen to your your words and your conversation just so they could, you know. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know what I meant by that. Yeah. You know? I shouldn't have to explain right. this, but yeah. for, you, for the I'm not people. saying I'm not at peace and then you bring me peace. So I'm now, you know, at peace. No, yeah. I am peaceful. I'm just making sure you don't, you know, take away from it is, is basically what you're saying. Yeah. One of the major things would be respect. And the other one, it's loyalty. And I wrote, I was writing quite a bit yesterday about loyalty. I think I was built in a world where loyalty meant you will not cheat on me. And loyalty goes way deeper than that. Yeah. I'm beyond that for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I do value loyalty, but I learned a long time ago. Um, and I know it's kind of a cardinal sin for um, alpha dudes to be like, yeah, I'd still love a girl if she cheated on me. But I don't care about that. Honestly, like I was with my ex, are you coming home tonight or not? I don't, I don't care what you're doing. We got the kid. What's up? Like, do what you got to do, but home is here. Figure it out, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in that same space where... I offered, I told you, tens of thousands of dollars. Like, I know you're going through something crazy in life. You can't make sense of it. And if you can't, I can't figure this out. Um, but I, what I will do is, because I love you unconditionally, take these stacks on this table and go to Europe for however long you need to to figure your stuff out. And when you come back, I got you. 
and I, that's, I would still do that, I think, in future relationships as well. Um, you got something you need to figure out. I'm never going to hold against you that I just, I just that's, that's who I am. Right. And, yeah, so I'm right there with you. Yeah, and it's, it's a weird thing to say, um, counterculture for sure, but that's the part about being a man is we don't do it by a clan decision. If we all stood here and said, hey, how do you feel about subject X? We could have four different opinions about it, and it wouldn't be right for anybody else but us because as a man, we build a kingdom. This is how I want my kingdom to operate. You know what I mean? It'd be just your house, your castle, whatever. And we can stand in that. We have the ability to fight for the things we want and to be okay if nobody else sees it that way. You know, it's not a team thing. It's, it's what's right for me. And But I, I also do think when you say it's the right thing for me, it's because, once again, you haven't met a queen yet. Because when you do, I think that's when it does turn into the team thing. I don't believe queens exist, Dave. I believe you can train a queen, but I don't believe queens exist. I think they do. So do unicorns, Dave. <laughs> what about you guys? Do you think queens exist? Yeah, I'm going to pull well, you right into they, this. They do. Yeah. Uh, Once they're trained. They, they exist. But I mean, I, I, think, I think there's truth in both of those uh, statements. I do think they exist, but I do think they're all... I won't, I'm not going to use the word train. Uh, I like it. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think built. Huh? Built. Build? Whether from themselves, from somebody else's mm -hmm. experiences, whatnot. I'm kind of on that side. I do think they're out there, but I do think they're built. Yeah. You're not yeah. just born. I, okay. I, I mean, the same goes for kings, though. The importance, you know I mean? the importance yeah. of a father in his daughter's life. Mm -hmm. This is, is he will instill in her certain things to make her into a queen. But that is, or more of a princess. Now she's got royal attitude because my dad taught me this. But I'm nothing like your dad. I appreciate that. But the one thing he can teach you is how to learn from me as well. If you're going to choose me as your leader, you need to be able to follow me. Right. And that that royal attitude of followership, uh, planned silence, you know, understanding, that will make me in a position to invest in you, to grow you to the place where we can now be king and queen. As a man, you don't really get a choice as or not to be a king. Once you get to a certain age, if you don't have a car, bro, what the hell are you doing? Society tells you. You don't get a choice. This is the time. If you're not a king, then you're nothing. We are just sent to the wolves. So growing up without a dad close by or growing up with a dad close by, you got to find some type of father figure, somebody to pour into you because when the time comes, if any of us is walking around here, pockets hanging out in no car, there's no chance of us finding a queen because we're losers. I hate that word, but, but you know what I mean? Like, no, I, I'm, I understand. Well, the sense of the wolves is people still live like that and they're, they're happy with it, you know? Truly, yes. Like, how many guys do you know that you're like, man, how are you, how, how do you work a below minimum wage under the table job with no car and you got a people. wife and two kids, you know? Yeah. He's family life could be happy. Yeah, he's could found be, his peace. Yeah, could be very, but, you know, he hasn't met that standard. So maybe he doesn't get the same standard back, but um, I do think there is like a, section of that where they still succeed emotionally but not any other way this is the this is the three genders gentlemen men women and those other dudes with the white chromosomes <laughs> that nobody notices that's the three of us there's a whole race of men that are invisible and they they lay the foundation they build infrastructure they pump your gas they're the short guy that can't reach the top shelf in walmart so he gets the ladder 
to get you your item off the top shelf. Those mm-hmm. guys, they just chewed up and spit out by society for one simple thing. You know, it's always some pay your taxes. Yeah, you know. they're paying their taxes. Yeah. <laughs> so there was uh, when you talk about the the princess and the queen. Uh, it was maybe two months ago. I went to a birthday party, and the the theme was princess. She just turned six or seven or eight, uh, so she was a princess. Mm-hmm. When we got in the car to leave, the kiddo says to me, "Hey, Dad, since she's a princess, does does that make me a prince?" I don't. I've never heard of like, I've I've never heard of it. Uh, like your younger son being referred to as a prince. In black families. Yeah. Well, in my situation, like for him, he's not a prince. No, it's my goal to build you to be a king. And it's, you're not taking over my castle, if you will, because this is your life. It's, it's, this is your time, and it's my job as a dad to build you into a king. So you are a king in training right now. And it would be the same thing when I have a daughter. Um, I'll never call her princess, right? I'm like, well, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, you're a queen in training. Because it's not going to be my wealth you inherit it's going to be the things that you create and you're going to know how to create it i think it's what we have to do as, as parents is to establish those boundaries give them those tools i'm not going to be able to save my kid out of every situation there are things he's going to have to learn but mm-hmm. you will have the tools to get through it and that i do agree with teaching training your daughters and your sons differently and growing up but i would the number one thing i would teach my daughter is how to have a good chooser so that she doesn't have to say, yeah, this is my third marriage or blah, blah, blah. Or women have broken choosers, but they don't want to admit that sometimes. And when you are the common denominator in four divorces, it's, it's hard to pill to swallow, you know. But for a boy, if I have a son, I'm going to teach him how unfair life is. I'm going to love him to death, but I'm going to teach him how unfair life is. And if he needs me, I'm there. If he wants me, I may or may not be there. You know what I mean? But for a daughter, I'm going to show her how special she is because you really, it's like reaching for the stars. If you turn 24 and you got a, a, a man that can take care of you, what are you waiting for? What do you want to spend six years traveling the world? Now you're 30, you're not going to be able to get the same man. And at the end of the day, uh, yes, a woman could do the same thing as a man. She could go into the work market and do that, but... At what level of effort does it take to create the same success as me? And then at what toll when you get home at night and you've been working, which you can, women can work, don't get me wrong, but when you come home at night, you beat down. You have to face the world. We were born to do this, you know? The next woman that I take or the next women that I take, that I marry, I don't want them to be a slave to their bosses. If you want to go do something, that's cool. You want to work somewhere, that's cool. But if I said, hey, we're going to make this move. We're about to go to blank for X amount of weeks. And the boss says, well, I'm going to need you to work on that Tuesday. You need to understand where your loyalty lies, where your provision is. You work because you like to, but I provide for you. Respect. There's two different trails for guys and girls, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's finding somebody that does respect you and that will be loyal to show that love and they agree with the way you think about things. Right. Which cannot happen on a whim. I can't walk up in a coffee shop and tell a girl she could be my third wife. I've done that, though. 
and I'm still talking to that girl. But, um, <laughs> but you know, typically that doesn't work. Um, a woman is not going to show up in my life ready. And the fact is, is I'm committed to the change that's going to happen to you. I'm hoping you'll change because if you're the same person in 10 years that I married, I might be doing something wrong, you know? Well, I think the queen that I keep on referring to is the woman that will or can walk into your life and she will be ready. She has done the work. Not ready, I'm saying. Not, um, that may be used the wrong word, but like, so you've got to have been ready, which means you're prepared. Women's goal is to preserve their, their value. I find a woman that's preserved her value to this point and she's walking into my life. Excellent. You've done your part. But from here forth, there's no way for you to learn to know the nuances of who I am and how you need to cater to me, mm. you know, because I'm doing all this so that you can have the life you want. Well, you know, something we talked about the other night. It's everything that I do. We talked about ink. Oh, yeah. So I had like I've got seven or eight different types of pen ink right now. He literally pulled out six pens and said, try this and try, try, this, this, try this, try this, try this, try this. And it's like uh, we talk about like film for cameras, lenses, uh, Cam, I don't really know what a lot of your hobbies are besides like street racing, but I'm sure like tires <laughs> or something. Bikes and stuff. Yeah. Cars, airplanes. Yeah. No, don't worry, Cubs and I talk about this stuff. Big okay. engines. Yeah. <laughs> Intakes. I, I pulled out all of these inks, you know, and we're talking about it. So here's two dudes, you know, talking about inks 2 a.m. Um, so like, what, what, what's the use for these inks? It's so I can find the best ink. Why are you finding the best ink? The best ink for the best notes. What are the best notes for? Everything, and I'm, like everything that I do is for her. That's what it's for. Um, this whole time now that I've been writing on this platform, it's uh, manifesting. Uh, mm. Like that one either. But I'm <laughs> like everything is for her. I've been healing myself because I know my my mission is you know kids. It's to find that queen for that castle, if you will. I'm like I'm done. Res all this no. I've done the work. And now I can come to your table and I'm at peace. I'm at peace with myself. I found the healing within myself. Everything was in essentially your name. Right. And everything that I create is ultimately for her. That's why I think uh, between men and women, women are stronger. Women are stronger because they have the ability to, like you said a minute ago, you can have me on top of a mountain with silence. I mean, by building me up with your words, or your silence could put me in a grave. It is, in fact, a woman's world. Don't 100%. forget that. 100%. It is. And people keep confusing that. Your strength. You have the oh. control over me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, it's like the strength of water. You know what I mean? You just, there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing That's why it always blows my mind when you hear a woman say, you know, I can do everything a man can do. It's like, why would you want to? Like, you have it's so rough. much power yeah. <laughs> in, your, in, in you right now that you, you're diminishing yourself if you want to do everything a man does. Yeah. You know As I, mean? I call them the higher sex. Yeah. There's a reason for that. Yeah. The and to be yeah, to be a dude, you know, when I when I sit and talk with a woman across the table and we talk about the difference between guys and girls, I always precursor with this, right? I don't think this is gonna make sense to you, and that's okay, because if it did, you'd probably be a guy and then I wouldn't be trying to date you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm not here to fix you. Yeah. I'm just laying out some perspective. But the woman's goal these days to be a man or be better than a man or be equal to a man is a step down from their actual calling. 100%. Trying to be a dude is not cool. Mm -mm. And in fact, if, uh, never, we're not going to talk about it. Never mind. 
<laughs> you can have but a water. Most of the great great kings had great queens. You know what I mean? Yes, I would say. Queens, yes, plural. Yes. Uh, I don't know much. You had multiple queens. They had queens, and then they had uh, your your mistresses, but those weren't queens. Those were queens for sure. No, they're not queens. Oh. They're mistresses. They're literally mistresses. They had a job that nobody could replace them. And they were still under who? The queen. Yes, head mama. <laughs> exactly. And then they're <laughs> Guess mistresses. Guess what? Head mama understands. <laughs> That's head mama. <laughs> All right, going out there with that boy and come back now. <laughs> yeah, there was only two thrones in there. You know? That's true. Well, let me try and bounce this back to the initial word. What was hyper? Hypergamy. 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 Because it, I've caught a lot. Of, I'm, I'm learning. I didn't hear that word before we started this podcast. So I'm just awesome. kind of been sitting back and taking everything. Um, but I want to throw it over to Fred because you were saying the differences in raising a, a boy and a girl. With the girl, it's shoot for the stars. So you're instilling that hypergamy Absolutely. from the start. Okay, so yeah. that's I'm kind of trying. I'm trying to wrap my head around the acceptability of it. Because you think about this, you go on Instagram, you see a chick in a yacht, mm. pose up on the boat. Is it her boat? No, never is. <laughs> I'm teach my son to be the guy with the boat. Teach my god daughter not to be the girl in that picture. Yeah, because when I see that. And I'm, I'm about my business. You know what I'm saying? I'm in, I thought I was in my prime when I was in my 20s. Then I thought again when I was in my late 20s. I know I'm not in my prime now. You understand? Like when yeah. I, <laughs> when I, <laughs> when I choose a woman and she's four streets in the slightest of ways, it's, it's a done deal. Like I'm not going to be able to train that out of you. That's something you desire. Well, you probably could, but it's I don't have the time for not, it anymore. Not the time, yeah. I don't have the time. Yeah. Or the, or the desire. Yeah. 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 You are a free woman. You are beautiful, healthy. You can do whatever you want. And if that's sucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> Let it ride. <laughs> yeah. um, the second part yeah, of. Cut that, sorry. Of the not. <laughs> hey, man, we're grown, man. <laughs> Yeah. We'll click that explicit box and we're going not to, to say I don't want run. a chick that don't know how to throw it back on it. Right, just I just stop don't want to put see down it. the shovel, bro. Just stop. I just don't want to see it out there. Bring that home to me, you know, because you know what I mean. Let me be honest, man. Like, I don't want a saint. I don't. I'm so tired of perfect women. I'm so tired of women that think they are hired pedestal because I never cheated. You did with your mind, just because you sat there and went through that relationship. You weren't putting your 100 effort in. If you come to me and you're a corpse, you're not giving me what I want in a relationship anyway. You might as well cheat. You should have just left. That's not a testament to say I didn't go sleep with somebody else. You're a woman. You shouldn't be sleeping with other people. That would ruin you, not him. So that whole perfect thing, like it just, it turns my stomach, you know? I don't want a chick who thinks she's perfect. I just want a chick that's willing to work. I'm gonna try and make it as easy as possible, you know. I need three things, four things. You need about seventeen. <laughs> Seems even, right? It's cool. So it's it's just a a weird world now, you know. That fairness. I want to talk to you about that fairness later because we're oh, about okay. running out of time. But I want to do the 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 fairness thing with you. Oh yeah. Um, and then 
the 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 whole queen thing. I always talk about you know wait for that queen or the the next person is going to be that back to hypergamy as a guy shooting now are you shooting up down level you know on that scale i would imagine level but what i thought when i'm thinking of this question is that you're not shooting at all no uh the values change my values change because when i was 20 uh it's the it was in the eye of the beholder what was the prettiest thing Mm -hmm. right um, small hands, these, these little stupid things. It was all physical, if you will. But now it's the things that matter is what type of woman is going to raise my kid. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's heart. It's soul. It's uh, respect. It's untangible. Yeah. It's expected. Yeah. So uh, what, what people think on a hypergamy scale, if we were to say like 1 through 10 and wealth, beauty, all these things, that doesn't, it doesn't matter to me anymore. It's my values have changed. And that was a big lesson for me is once you understand your true values, what are you really here for? I'm halfway through life. That's just real talk. Uh, My younger days are over. I'm halfway through life. It's time to get down to brass tacks. What is it really about? And for me, it's raising a kid. That's it. That's my, well, that's my job in life. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm here for right now. Yeah, it's his turn. It's his turn. I've had my time uh, playing like all of this stuff that didn't that never mattered. The goal is him. So the hypergamy scale is what type of woman brings a value to his life. Would you say you could be at this place without all the stuff you played through? Nope. It is important for a man Mm -hmm. to go through this phase, women. You have to do things. You have to fail. You have to throw yourself out there. Whatever you got to do. But if you don't, you're going to be a hermit. You're going to be green. You're going to be a rook when you step out. Well, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's something. How, how much time is on there right now, Cam? 53. All right, 53. We can sum this up in a couple minutes. Cobra and I talked about this at the airport. I'm a white male. Um, I was never, I never learned how to fail. I never have any, I, don't, I didn't have, my thought of resilience was bouncing back as fast as possible in order to keep producing, which is as the male, you kind of have to do. But in the grand scheme of things, I was never at a disadvantage like you guys were. You know, black males. So you're always starting behind in the first place. So every day you get up and you're already not necessarily losing, but you're coming from behind in the first place, right? Um, so you kind of have that built up. And I do honestly believe, and I'm going to look at the data when I catch some breath, but uh, the reason suicides are up for the, for the male is typically white males that do the suicide. Because we've never had any training, if you will. Or practice. Or practice. We're supposed to be killing it. Yeah. Supposed to be out here just dominating on a daily basis. So whenever you do get slapped in the face, it knocks all the taste out of your mouth. You don't know where you're at. You completely lose control. Whereas you guys have been dealing with it for so long, right? Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's my take on that. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, I could say something real racist right now, but I won't. I got a good joke in there, but... Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, that's an experience outside of, of um, you know, my, my realm. So for me, I grew up with a mental block that kept me from thinking I could succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a white town as a black kid. So obviously I had some other things to deal with, but it wasn't until three years ago I realized uh, I'm a self-saboteur in uh, more of a quantum 
since, you know, I continually think that I can't re succeed or I won't succeed. And therefore I live that life. And even with all that holding back, you can see I'm somewhat successful. Yeah. But I think, what if I took those chains off, you know? Mm -hmm. But you go. Oh, yeah. We were talking. Did, did we uh, hit on that in the last podcast at all? No. No? No, we didn't. Uh, but no, I, I completely agree with that. Um, and I think it's a, a situation where it's like, for us, you and me, um, we don't even look at it as being resilient. Whereas with him, he would look at it as being, oh, I need to be resilient. For us, we don't look at it that way. That's just life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when things happen um, that we we have to use resilience, I think what that's the point you're trying to make is that we're, we're better at, at dealing with it and uh, and recovering, mm -hmm. I guess. Absolutely. Which hits right to the, yep. the suicide rate, in yep. a sense. Like something happens to us that rocks us. We're like, all right, cool. Well, I've been here before. I know, I know what this feels like. You know, I'm gonna go ahead. You know, whereas for you, it's like it rocks you. And it's like, dang, this has what's my value? Like, I don't even know who years. I am anymore. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I so, can see what you mean. Right. Cambro, that's great. This is a winner. <laughs> this, is a, this boy is no, a winner. I, though. I've had. Uh, I I just. I, I can never compare myself in the things that I because I've been through a couple of things, but just like on they always seem small to me especially mm -hmm. hearing other people's and it's not that i like diminish myself as i just don't see them as as important as things that other people are going through and um i've kind of always just rode through them you know i live on a life is what it is code and um everything happens the way it's supposed to and i let the ball roll so i i don't feel like i've gotten that smack yet imagine it'll happen at some point but until then, that was a very keep rolling. statement right there, brother. That's <laughs> alpha right there. Well, like accepting that. the fact that you will fail at some point because you will. It's going to happen. Not as Cambro. Yeah. He's good. <laughs> well, a lot of people, they don't see even like death. Like, you're going to die. Cool? Hopefully. So you accept it. All right, I think that's good for the episode, though. I uh, appreciate everybody tuning in and looking forward to your feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking at me? <laughs> You know why I'm looking at you. Hey, man. <laughs>